Well, we are spending time talking about absolute nonsense. Uh, The Chinese are getting down to business. This hour, we'll tell you about the new Manhattan Project that the Chinese are on. Also, the dangers to your security and how far things have come with technology already that endanger you in ways that you have no idea. Also, the debate happened last night, and we begin there with, quote, the moderates in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We had an amazing interview uh, last night with a whistleblower. It's a whistleblower on the other side. It's a whistleblower that uh, worked at the United... I'm sorry, at the uh, UK... Sorry, the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, D.C., uh, and met the Democratic operative, Chalupa, uh, it gave us some information last night that we had no idea. We recorded something last night. You saw the first 20 minutes of it live uh, on the TV show, and the entire 90-minute interview is going to be released this Saturday on a podcast. But this guy is a Ukrainian who knows all of the players, worked for Shokin, and then left because he didn't like the priorities of Shokin. So there's no love lost for Shokin. He has no reason to defend him. There's no, there's no, there's, there doesn't seem to be an agenda here um, with this guy other than he would like the United States out of the business of Ukraine. We're going to tell you all about that and show you some of the things that we learned um, just on last night's broadcast in, in just a couple of seconds. First, I want to start with... Uh, the, quote, moderates taking back and uh, standing up to the extremists. Now, they didn't call Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders an extremist. Didn't call either of them. What they did say is that the moderates came out. And, Stu, I don't know about you, but I've been trying to find the moderate ones in the debate. Uh, I haven't found them. Uh, That's because there are none. Glenn, uh, they are only moderate in comparison uh, to each other in approach. In, in, in speed. speed towards the same destination. In speed. You see this over and over and over again. For example, um, when it comes to... Uh, I thought the most clear example of it was the wealth tax. Yes, you know, The wealth too. tax is not your typical, like, oh, well, mm-hmm. God, we should make sure we restrict uh, guns for crazy people. This is a... Uh, a plan that most constitutional scholars say is unconstitutional. It was specifically debated by the founders. They specifically ruled it out. So it's like you'd absolutely have to go against what they talked about during the founding. It's been tested in the courts already and rejected. They'd have to just, you know, it would have to be an activist court that would say it's a living document and now it means something else to justify the policy at its very base, whether it would work or not, is a totally different situation. So what the wealth tax is, in case you don't understand, it's it goes beyond uh, it taxing people's you know income. That's an income tax. This is a wealth tax. So let's say you have uh, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank or a million dollars in the bank, um, and you not only have a million dollars in the bank, but you also have some paintings. You own a house worth a million dollars. Uh, you've got some jewelry. So let's say you're in the end, you're worth $3 million. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd fall into the wealth tax. Now, that's not your income tax. That is an accounting of everything that you own. 
So you own jewelry, you own a house. This is why those homes in uh, England, besides the fact that they were so huge you couldn't run them anymore, it took too many people to run them, but this is why people um, have gone broke in in England uh, and have lost all of those houses. One of the reasons is because you have to pay the property tax, and the property tax is so high. Well, we understand that when it comes to property for a home, but we don't take that into consideration when it comes to, well, how many cars do you have? Do you have any jewelry? Do you have any art? How much, sa- how much money do you have in savings? That's property. And so the wealth tax right. takes, a, takes away 2% of whatever it is that you own, 2% you have to pay on the things that you've already bought, you already have. And by the way, you were already taxed on the money that you paid Correct. for it. So Correct. it would be a double tax. It's a tra- um, actually a triple tax because you, mm-hmm. you paid That's it true. when you earned it. Mm-hmm. Then you paid the tax when you bought it. Mm-hmm. Now, just to keep it, you have to pay a tax. Right. And the reason why it's relatively popular in polling, uh, particularly among Democrats, is it's just a punitive class warfare tactic. Yes. It's just saying... Hey, like these people are really rich. They don't need it. You do. So you should take their stuff. And look, I, you know, people don't feel bad for millionaires, right? So, you know, and it's understandable. However, there's so many problems with it. Number one being it's not constitutionally possible. Number two, um, it also has been tried and and give credit to Andrew Yang, who is the only person who seemed to even have the, uh, the knowledge that it's been tried in multiple countries mm-hmm. and has been repealed by multiple European, the, the socialist countries they say they want to be like, which, you know, if you ask these socialist countries, they will tell you they are not socialist. But the Bernie Sanders type of countries, Sweden and such, have tried wealth taxes and repealed them because they don't work and they don't raise the amount of money that they thought they were going to raise. Right. Um, so with that being set up, when you go, they went down the, uh, they asked Elizabeth Warren about her wealth tax. And of course she said how it's not going to hurt anybody and it's going to raise enough money to give child care to every child in America, plus free college. And free, I mean, she went through this litany of things that there's absolutely no way this wealth tax would pay for. And then they went around the, uh, the, the 47 people who were up there. Now, here's what was really interesting, because they say the, the moderates took her on. no. They didn't take her on. No. What they, what they said, and I, I wrote them down, they said things uh, like, um, I support it, but I endorse that idea, but that has to be part of the solution, but. So there, nobody was arguing this. Yeah, with the exception of Yang, yes. who, who was a notable exception here. But they will say, sure, that's a great thing we should do, however... We might not be able to get that done, or we need to do my idea too, or we need to do my idea first, or whatever it is, which which all those other ideas were all raised taxes as well, just on different things. And you realize that, like, here's an here's an uh, an uh, you know an, an issue that is outwardly unconstitutional, and it's not just you know Republican people saying that. It is something that was specifically debated by the founders. There's different types of taxation. It's why we needed the 16th Amendment in mm-hmm, the first place mm-hmm. to get the income tax because that was specifically debated and prohibited by the founders and we needed to amend the Constitution. Good job, guys, to, to take uh, a, a chunk of your income every week. With this, is it, there is no amendment. They just want to do it. And 
They if can, you want to do it, you have to change the Constitution. Right. And they're not. But they have no interest in no. actually proposing an amendment. Pass. Right. They know it won't pass. Um, and they think now they've they've abandoned the idea they need to change the Constitution. Now it's just we just do what we want to do because we really want it. It's we don't really like millionaires, so we want to punish them. We want to take money away from them. And you could think that this is a good idea or a bad idea. But either way, it's not allowed under our system. No matter what you feel, if you feel really passionate that we got to take 2% of everybody, every millionaire's uh, savings, that's great. Every Every year. year. Right? Um, That's wonderful. However, you can't do it. So we can't even find someone who would even say that. Look, the wealth tax is an interesting idea, and, you know, the millionaires do have too much money. However, it's, you know, been shown in the courts to be unconstitutional. It's not something that we could get past. We should do these things. I don't think you didn't even get that. It was all that. Yes, that's great, but I don't think we can we can get right. it done politically. Well, here's the here's the interesting thing to show you how extreme things are. This is the New York Times. Now, remember, um, uh, we were extremists in the Tea Party because we were calling for a revolution. Remember that we were calling for a revolution. We were anti-government people because we wanted to change the government. Okay. That's how they, they said everybody who was for the Constitution just live with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Just enforce that. That was politically radical. That was a revolution uh, that was uh, dangerous. That was crazy, people thought. Here's the New York Times. They said that while Bernie Sanders on one side, is calling for, and I'm quoting, a political revolution. On the other side of Biden, Warren is calling for massive structural changes in our country. Okay. Uh, Wow. Those are probably pretty big. Just you're admitting now that this is a political revolution. And they said, and Biden is stuck between the two of them. And his argument is, look, I'm the only one that's gotten big things done. Okay, so he's the moderate. Mm -hmm. And according to the Times, his argument is, look, you guys can't get it done. I'm the only one that can get it done because I've gotten big things done before. What you're talking about, Bernie, is political revolution. And you, uh, Elizabeth, don't have enough uh, information in your so-called plans to be able to make anything happen. You have to tell people the truth. And I'm the guy who can tell the truth with Joe Biden. I'm the guy who can tell the truth because I've gotten things done like health care when we told everybody that there would be no increase uh, of their premiums and it would actually yeah. help them and save them all twenty five hundred dollars. I'm the guy to tell them the truth. Yeah, the argument really is I'm the guy who can lie convincingly. I'm the guy who can say we're not really going for the thing at the end of the road. We're only going for the thing halfway down the road, even though we all know we're going for the end of the road eventually. Uh, anyway. Did you see the real the, the spat between the two of them, between Elizabeth Warren and yeah. Joe Biden, where uh, uh, Joe Biden said, basically, I'm the only one. In fact, Elizabeth... I'm the one who got people to vote for your cute little idea. <laughs> I'm the one who did it. And she 
There was a big, awkward silence. Yeah, and- there's a lot of accusations of sexism in this moment. Um, oh, jeez. That's, yeah, that's the big thing everyone ran to. You've got to be kidding. Oh, yeah, because he was talking down to a woman. He was, he was mansplaining how he, you know, he was able to accomplish uh, this, and it was her little idea. Um, well, and- but it's true. She went on and she said, I want to thank President Obama for uh, helping uh, rally the votes for this, basically leaving him out. He got very, very testy. To me, he showed um, he showed the Hillary face last night. What are you doing? Don't you know that I'm the selected candidate? Mm, that's interesting. I mean, look, Biden did work the Senate all hard on a lot of he these did. big initiatives and deserves some credit, though, for that particular bill. I don't know how involved. I've read reporting that he was not all that involved in that particular what, bill. What I took away from this is he is... He is while she's getting the rap on stage as, uh, you know, Elizabeth plans are the only ones that work. My plan is the only plan that works. Mm-hmm. I've got a plan for everything. OK, his his uh, overall message to me, at least I felt was, don't you understand? It's my turn. Don't you understand? I'm the only one that can win with you guys. Yeah. And uh, you have to have me. That's amazing because you have to be, I mean, if you're being honest with yourself and you're a Democrat and you're thinking to yourself, we need to get Donald Trump out of office. We need one of these people to beat them. No wonder they're so passionate about impeachment. I mean, this is not a good field. Biden can barely get through a sentence. And he has, he he has, he has real, real problems. Warren though, is so tailor made for Donald Trump. It's incredible. She is stilted. She's stiff. She's robotic. She's, she's repetitive. She has a deer in headlights look every single time she's pushed. What do you think Donald Trump's going to do to her on a debate mm-hmm. stage? It's going I, to be devastating. I have to tell you, um, Joe Biden is going to be just, he'll, his clock will be cleaned by Trump if he was the candidate. Bernie Sanders, clean his clock. Um, uh, Elizabeth Warren, yeah. cleaner clock. I mean, I, I, I just don't see anyone in the top three that could actually withstand uh, Donald Trump. See, I think Bernie can, but his ideas are so radical that I, it, it, he would go. Right. He would admit them, right? Yeah. And that's the problem with Bernie. But Bernie right. can roll in those in those circumstances. Biden also is a fighter, and I think has shown himself in in particular one on one debate moments. He's had he's had moments. I have to tell you, last night he just he, couldn't string sentences when he no. talked about Syria oh, or the tax thing. Oh, the, it was not good. He said he was going to repeal the 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 tax, and then he was going to double it, and then I mean he came up with like three ideas yeah. in one sentence. Let's but, go. But last but last on this, I think those two are in a different league than Warren. Warren is is the type of candidate. That Donald Trump can own. If D- Donald Trump can't beat Elizabeth Warren, he can beat no one in that field. No one. If he can't beat Elizabeth Warren, and they're going to run her out there as the candidate and give him the absolute best chance possible to win this election. Well, it's amazing. They uh, they took her on last night. Yeah. It's going to be a fight now for Ooh. Elizabeth Warren. They were not fighting Joe Biden, I think. No. They all, they all wanted his supporters to come over to them. And so they left him alone because he's just sinking in the polls. It is Warren now who's under attack. All right, let's look at the overall winners and losers uh, from last night. Two winners that I would highlight. Uh, One, Pete Buttigieg. 
I thought it was yes. very solid and did a good job and was much more aggressive than he's been in previous debates. Went after, had a really good exchange with Beto that he clearly won uh, and and was not afraid to go after uh, the Sanders and Warren um, side. Mm-hmm. He's clearly trying to position himself to be the Biden fallback candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, a, it's the right move for him and mm-hmm. I think he did a good job with it last night. Uh, another person going for the exact same thing that I thought did a really good job last night as far as performance level. All of their policies suck. We should note that. Amy Klobuchar had by far her best debate. She's probably too far behind to make for it to make a difference. But she, I think, set herself apart from the other, what you would call in massive air quotes, moderate candidates. Her and Buttigieg, I think, are, are vying for that second spot if Biden crumbles. So if you had, um, if Biden would win, I think he would go with Klobuchar uh, as his vice president. Possibly. Uh, I think Gabbard is definitely in that conversation, though. Gabbard, if, at every opportunity in these debates, t- goes after the people Biden needs taken out and sides with biden mm-hmm. like they, if they do not have if we do not find out in six months that they had an agreement this entire time i will be stunned she does it every time she did it even in her, in her late uh and she's good by she's the way she's playing I, wingman yeah she's playing wingman yeah. i think she wants secretary of defense honestly yeah. is i think what she, i think she wants uh, i would also say a positive night for sanders i mean sanders needed to come out and show he wasn't going to die on stage and i thought he did a good job at doing that he showed yeah. good energy he yeah. was feisty he's burning and he's, his policies are insane but he way outperformed Warren, who I thought was one of the biggest losers in that it, the good thing she was being targeted. So she's signaling to the audience, hey, she's the front runner now. That is a positive, but she did not handle it well. She has these weird red lines that she will not cross. For example, she just will not say she's going to raise taxes on the middle class to pay for all this crap. But why would she? They, I, Barack Bernie Obama didn't have to do it. Everyone yeah, but, knows it. Bernie says it. Everyone says but it. But everyone knew it. it on health care, and Barack Obama yeah. never said it. Joe Biden never said it. They talked the opposite. It's going to save you money. And that, But the, again, that's the sort of stuff Trump will eat up. When she repeats the same answer evasively for the fourth time, Trump is going to just call her out and destroy her in those moments. She is tailor-made for Donald Trump as a candidate. And she, Keep she, that to yourself, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Edit that out. Stations, please edit that out. We're live. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the future, the very near future, uh, as in 2020. I don't think that you're going to be able to believe your eyes or ears. Do you remember when I said this to you, Stu, in the 90s? Mm-hmm. And remember how was, yeah. crazy that seemed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was. It didn't, didn't seem like it was a, a nearby possibility. It seemed yeah. a little flying cars-ish. Right. Uh, ish. Well, do you remember what we were talking about it at had the time? To, I'll give you the time frame reference. It had something to do with friends. I remember something to do. We were for some reason Friends was the hot show, and you were using that as a, the example. And I remember thinking, you know, picturing like Jennifer Aniston doing these things because you were talking. You were talking about um, how it was everything from advertisements, where like you'd be able to customize the shows for for each advertisement, um, which of course is totally happening now online, mm-hmm. right? This is before that was even really a thing, mm-hmm. um, and it was also you'd be able to take you know people from celebrities or political figures and simulate them we know that i, mean, I what's think her face? i remember princess leia is going to be in another 15 movies apparently i know I, I think i remember it was that uh people that had the right look the right voice 
um, that you and they were like Jennifer Aniston. You could Jennifer Aniston could do a movie without ever doing the movie. Yeah, she would just sign her right and say, "Yeah, go ahead. You can use my image, my voice, and everything." And you would never know that it wasn't Jennifer Aniston. And we're here now. We're yeah. Forget signing your likeness away. I mean, you know, Carrie Fisher's dead. Yeah, I know. And she's still doing these movies. I know. Okay, so I, I want you to I want you to listen to a couple of things here. Um, first, I've been calling for a U.S. Manhattan Project for AI for a long time. It is my feeling, and I have nothing to back this up. It is my feeling that we are doing a Manhattan Project. We just don't know about it because there's absolutely no way the pentagon and um and uh darpa are letting ai go to china i just i can't believe that that would happen so i believe we are doing um some sort of a manhattan project on on super ai we have to be the first but let me give you this there china is now doing a Manhattan Project. It's called the AI Manhattan Project in China. And they have partnered with Google. Google bought an AI company a while back called DeepMind. Uh, and DeepMind is to create, and I'm not kidding, a godlike sort of AI system that is able to ingest all of the public information on the Internet and make sense of it. Think of uh, Amazon Alexa, except much, 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 much more intelligent. Uh, she never says, I don't understand. She never says, here's what I found on the Internet, and it's wrong. It is, it is, it is anticipating your questions and your needs. Uh, it is... It is first will be in place in China, but whoever gets there first wins. China has the people and the data that Google wants because they have so much data over in China to crunch. And they're also crunching all of your data at the same time. Now, let me show you what's coming by what just happened. If you think that, well, I don't have anything to hide if you think that it's crazy that, um, you know, uh, you have any kind of privacy at all, let me tell you what a hacker just did in Japan. Now, this is a guy who was in love with this female pop idol, and he just followed her social media. However, here's what, here's what ended up happening. He started to stalk her. And he knew where she was based on photographs. So she would take a picture of herself in her apartment, let's say. And if she took it while she was facing the window, she took a snap. He took and he expanded that. And he went to the pupil of her eye mm. and saw the reflection of what was outside of the window. Then took Google Maps. This is, this is not some genius. This is just a guy better at this than we are. He took Google Maps and he mapped where, what, she was, what was reflected in her eyes to find out exactly where she was. 
when you read the story about this, it is you, you realize they're going to know who you're with, where you are at any time. They anybody who says I can just wear a mask in Hong Kong. Well, no, they will find you because if they have a picture of you in the mask, if anybody else's face around you is exposed, even if they're not in the picture, you'll be able to see it in the reflection of your eyes. I mean, that's incredible. And this guy actually did find the pop star, right? Oh, he found her several times. He found her several times mm-hmm. just by just by looking at the reflection of her eyes. He could tell exactly where she was. And he found her several times, and he he is going into jail now for um, indecent uh, activity and also for stalking. But the the thing that I know you read this, and I read these tech stories, and most people don't read most people don't read stories. I don't read all stories all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, unless I'm reading the New York Times and it's about politics because that's where they always put the nuggets is at the very end. <laughs> um, but when it comes to something like this, especially a pop star and somebody, uh, but because it is, it's tech related, I read all the way. It also says that people shouldn't make the V sign or the peace sign with their hand as people in Japan often do. Now, why? Why shouldn't you make the peace sign? Why shouldn't you make the okay sign? Here in oh, America. White supremacy. Huh? You should, white supremacy. White supremacy. Yes, That's what that. we would say mm-hmm. yeah. here in America. Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't take a picture with you making a peace sign or okay sign or your hands up sign or anything like that. Because now social media people can zoom in and steal your fingerprints. This isn't the government. Remember when it was a big deal when the government could read your license plate from space? Now average people can zoom in close enough, tight enough for your pictures on, uh, online, read the map of where you are with the reflection in your eye by combining that reflection with Google mapping, And if you have your hand up, it can read your fingerprints and steal them. Incredible. I mean, and this is the beginning of this. This is the beginning. It's the beginning of this. This is this is without AI. This is without people are having to do this stuff manually. Yeah. When you have when you have AI or the government has super AI, there's no place to go. There's no there's you're you're done. You know, we, we talked about this. Do you remember when Nest first came in and we talked to some people at the Department of Homeland Security? And the reason why I was so against it is because I was talking to people who were inside the the beast and they were like, yeah, you know what we already do? We can already figure out if you're a terrorist or if you're on a watch list, if you've left your house by the energy and the water output. And so what happens if we're watching you, we can tell, uh, wait, they're using less water. In other words, one person didn't return home last night and take a shower or they're drinking too, too few or they're flushing the toilet one person too short for mm-hmm. that house. And not only can they do that, they can then say, go in and look at the algorithm for 
anyone he has connections to. Has the water usage in their house gone up by one person? Right. Did they sleep over? Right. Where were they last night? Right. So they yeah. weren't there because we can tell because of the water. You. This is 10 years ago. We can tell that by the water usage, they're not there. Run all of their contacts that you have through social media and everything else. Run the entire web of people they're connected to. Did their water usage go up by one person? If it did, is there footage of cars from point A to point B? Is there an airline ticket? Is there a railroad ticket? Is there any kind of trail that they use that we can have on camera? They find you. This is 10 years ago. They could find you that fast. Mm. I mean, there was a... uh... Another thing that, you know, they, these insurance companies give you these apps and it's really good to have them because, of course, you can access your information whenever you need to. You get your car ready. Mm-hmm. You can look at your history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and you know what? That maybe they'll even save you some money. You know, you, so you want to put this on your phone. Obviously, it's free and it might save you some money, get access to your, your information easier. One of the things that they're finding with some of these uh, apps mm-hmm. is they're able to they detect whether at night you're charging your phone or not. Why the heck would anyone care about that? Well, everyone who's living a stable life and has a phone plugs their phone in at night to charge it, right? That's what you do. Everyone does it. That is, unless you're a a crazy psychopath and decide to charge it only during the day, there's no reason to do it. Everyone does it at night. The time you don't do it at night is when you've had way too much to drink and you come home and you pass out on your bed and the phone falls out on the floor and just sits there all night. And what they're finding is they can have a tie between people who routinely don't charge their phone at night to do they have a, a, a drug problem? Do they have a drinking problem? And they can detect this and see you as a higher risk individual. Little things like that that in a million years, I mean, and think about the mapping. You, if you pull into the same bar every single night, what are they going to know about you? They're going to know more more information than they should have and about your life. People will say, "Well, we sh- we should know about that person." I mean, <laughs> of course, you know, that's, they, what they, yeah. that's what they'll say. Yeah, and, and look, they if you if you go, if you agree to it, the insurance company would say, "Look, what we're, this is good for people who don't do that. We're going to save ten percent for the person who's not going to the bar every single night, and we're going to charge it to that person instead." But when you don't understand what they're judging you on, and those things might not be accurate. What if you're just a person who's like, I want to I I go to a more simplified digital life, and I don't want to be on my phone all the time. I'm not charging it overnight. I'll plug it in on my way to my car, and that's the only time I want to use it, or whatever. There's a million different reasons you wouldn't charge your phone. I mean, being a psychopath is one of them, uh, but also there's the legitimate reasons. So I was in Galveston over the weekend for a wedding, and uh, we were talking about technology and i said guys if anybody wanted to find us because we just walked we just walked and we we ended up at this restaurant okay mm-hmm. and uh i said if somebody wants to find us right now they can find us right now why we haven't paid the bill yet you know not a problem um this person works for me i'm in galveston for his wedding uh, his wedding uh he works as a chef for the company they know that when I go, just because of the records, they know when I go to a city, I usually go to restaurants of his recommendation, and he's usually eaten there before. 
He was the guy who a couple of days ago said, hey, you know, if you're out, you should look for this restaurant. We did. We were out. We were just meandering. We saw it and we were like, oh, let's go here. You don't think that they have the records of yeah. him eating there? And you, it's the, all the metadata that just zeroes in oh, yeah. right to where everybody is. And we saw this with, uh, was it the uh, Golden State Killer? It was yes. one of these big serial killers where it, it wasn't that he had screwed up and put his DNA somewhere. It was yep. that a, just a relative of his yep. had, and they were able to detect and narrow it down to this one person. So you might think this is funny, but here's your first warning, and soon you won't uh, think it's funny. Don't put your hands up. Don't make a peace sign. Don't put a hands up sign. Uh, don't do that in any of your social media because they are now able, not, not governments, criminals are now able to take your fingerprints and use them against you. Mm. Welcome to the program. Glad you are uh, glad you are here. Uh, we have uh, Nick DiPaolo on. He's uh, going to bring us up to speed on his thoughts of the NBA and China and LeBron. Uh, also, I don't know if you heard this, but Portland is leading the world again, getting rid of urinals because eh, it's too manly. Um, also, we want to talk about a little bit more of the debates, and we're going to be playing the cuts from the whistleblower. We have more on this tonight. Uh, but last night we had a Ukrainian whistleblower on. He's a guy that was working at the Ukrainian embassy in the U.S. He was told to be the point man with the DNC operative uh, who the DNC operative was uh, Miss Chalupa, who was the one that was digging for dirt on Trump and using the Ukrainian embassy and the Ukrainian um, uh, apparatus in Ukraine to spy on Donald Trump. It, it, there were some amazing things that he told us yesterday. He corrected us on one part. It wasn't really significant. What One part on the chalkboard. Uh, and he brought to light the Soros connection in a completely different way that you won't hear any place else. We'll talk about that. Coming up, Nick DiPaolo is next. Also, Mike Rowe is joining us for the program. Don't miss a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck.